welcome to episode eight of season two. I know it's been a really long time since my last episode. I, the truth is I basically logged into my Buzzsprout account and saw that my last episode had the highest ratings of all the episodes and I was so buoyed up by that and saw how far reaching it had been in terms of the different countries it had been listened to and I thought well I've still got things to talk about so I thought I would do a new episode today. Obviously I'm not going to lie the last episode was really difficult to record talking about being sexually assaulted and I think it's probably why it's taken me so long to record again as I think unconsciously or you know consciously I had to process putting out such a personal story but judging by the messages I've received too many people have suffered as well and it's funny because after I recorded the episode, I kept waiting to feel shame and guilt and to panic that I had recorded such a personal story. But it didn't come. And and, um, I kind of thought, worst comes to worst, I'll just delete it. But actually, there was something quite healing where you can actually, when you can unflinchingly talk about something so difficult, obviously, I I felt a lot of pain when talking about it, but I think when something has changed the course of your life, when you've been through something life-changing like that, um, it's really, really important to be able to talk about it. And and I kind of have hoped that maybe it has sparked a conversation for, in somebody else to reach out that maybe they wouldn't have because they were too scared As I've said before, shame makes you hide. If you've got low self-esteem, if you don't feel worthy, then all the unhealed trauma that you have, it's easier to hide it because you don't feel worthy of speaking up for yourself and all saying, I don't feel okay at the moment. It takes a lot to kind of say, this is what I'm going through. And obviously you've got the dilemma of do I, do I reach out but the thing is people would much rather know than not know and also if they don't want to know then they're not your friends and that that's basically the the truth of it and I think for a lot of years I've battled with not feeling enough and feeling struggling with low self-esteem and that kind of puts you on the back foot emotionally so if you are going through something You don't always have the strength to know your own feelings or to trust them. Today, I want to talk about relationships that don't serve you, that impact your mental health negatively. And here's the paradox that often happens. You love that person. You want to believe the best in them. You really don't want to see what they're like. How they, how they truly make you feel, because it's either too fain, painful to face the truth or it's easier to turn a blind eye. Whether it's a relationship, a friend, a family member, it can happen and it does all too often. I've had it a few times in my life, for example, with my first husband. I just had this nagging feeling of dread. I knew I'd made a terrible mistake 
quite early doors and I thought I could fix it. I thought it was completely my responsibility. I 100% blame myself. Even when he was violent or bloody mean to me, I would make excuses. He's tired, he's stressed. I've brought I've made him feel like that. But here's the thing. When you accept that there's an issue, you have and that yes, obviously there you can say that you've got your own part to play in it. But when you hit that wall of resistance, when you are like, I can't take this anymore, which does has happened to me, it's so important to listen to your instincts. Because when you're downtrodden, you don't trust yourself, you lose yourself. And it's so hard to kind of pull yourself up and, and see clearly when you feel so blindsided. A relationship that I want to talk about today is the one I have with my mum. Forgive me here because I know I've done a lot of episodes in the past and the, and the truth is I don't listen back to them so I, I might repeat myself a bit and I'm really really sorry if I do but I, I kind of feel it's really important for where I am to talk to you about this my relationship with my mum so I'm going to talk a little bit about my childhood and some of you who've listened before will know that I had a very very difficult relationship with my dad and he was really really not a nice person and interestingly where we are now is that I have to park those feelings because he hasn't done anything to perpetuate how he used to treat me for years. So even though the scars are still very much there, I, for example, had to go to his 80th birthday party back in November abroad. Um, Anxiety-inducing for me anyway, coupled with going and celebrating somebody who has pretty much made me crippled with anxiety I had to kind of pull myself together and say you know you're in your 40s you can do this the only difficult point um was when he did a little speech and he said I've got no regrets and I was like "Mm, really not one um but then I kind of thought well okay he's 80 I'm just gonna let it go Maybe it's healthy, maybe it's not. To be honest, I don't know. But I'm just kind of rolling with that at the moment. What has been extremely difficult and continues to be extremely difficult is my relationship with my mum. Here's the thing. Because my dad was so vile, such a monster. She was the only person I had and I clung to that. And... I talked about this to my daughter a few weeks ago with a kind of weird distance to myself where I kind of said to her, I basically had a very um, open conversation with my daughter and said, you know, we kind of have been talking a lot now that my children are older. I kind of wait for them. I don't want to kind of, you know, sully their feelings about anybody I just kind of have kept it to myself but 
if I got get asked questions by them, then I do try and answer them honestly. And I actually did say to my mum, to, to my daughter, I don't think my mum should have been a mum. And that's a really horrible thing to say, I know that. But I kind of feel that in my heart that if you have kids, you need to champion them, you need to love them, you need to nurture them and you need to just be the the best person you can. You're not always going to get it right, obviously. And I'm not, you know, Christ on a bike, I'm not exactly going to start, you know, you know, parenting podcasts, put it that way. But I wanted to talk to you guys about when someone makes you feel so bad about yourself and you don't know what to do about it. And some of my findings about it and some kind of things that I can maybe, you know, hopefully help you you with. So as I said and mentioned before, my dad was very difficult, which kind of overshadowed my mum's behaviour. And to a certain extent, what what I've, I've discovered now is that my mum is sort of saying about my dad and the behaviour that I, I endured from him is that she had no idea. Which is very, very hard to believe. And then what she has been doing recently is saying that she regrets not standing up to him, not saying, you know, don't don't hit Sophie, don't grab her by the throat, don't, you know, call her names, don't lock her in rooms. He did he he she didn't do any of that. She just stood by. And I know that my instinct as a mother is very, very different to that. But I wanted to talk more specifically about over the last year. Because I always genuinely thought that if you want to talk to somebody about their behaviour, or they're not making you happy, or they're they're treating you in a way that just is not sitting well with you, I always thought maybe naively, that if you speak to that person, that you can, to a certain extent, not make them a different person or change their personality, but they will love and respect you enough to say, right, I get it, okay. So last summer, I hit a real low point. And I actually look back on it as a period of feeling incredibly sad. I think part of what freaked me out is I didn't completely know why. And I reached out to my mum and said to her that I was feeling pretty terrible. And what scared me is that it ended up being an argument about something completely different to do with money. And she kind of said, you know, I was blaming things on financial stuff and that actually I had an issue, you know, with um, money and was obsessed with it. Even though I'd said to her, you know, I've had so suicidal idealisation, I, I really don't feel well. And it was at that point when she got nasty that I didn't speak to her for two months. And what she did in that time, which actually manipulative people do, is that because she couldn't reach me, she tried to reach my children and talk to them about me. Now again, for me, that's a no-go. It's absolutely fair enough to talk to her friends about me. 
I know she's always slagged me off to them. She's always slagged me off to my brother. But it's another thing to do it to my children. And also, it's just not fair on them. What They shouldn't have to put up with it. So I didn't speak to my mum for two months. She didn't try and got, get in contact with me. Because I t- swore at her, she had said to my children, I'm not going to make up with Sophie. It's absolutely her responsibility to make up with me. So I had two months to consider our relationship and it got to the point where I knew that if I didn't make amends soon that it was gonna um, make things worse not for me but for the for our relationship because she was sitting on it I was sitting on it and and actually so we sat down and we had a catch up after two months about everything else other than what had happened and then she was like well I've got to go home and I said no 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 we need please can we you know we're here to talk and so she said right I'm listening so I was very calm and I I I was very very matter of fact about it please don't put me down don't don't talk to me about my weight don't discuss my appearance with me Don't tell me you hate what I'm wearing. Don't look me up and down. Just, you know, it's very hurtful. I don't need it. You know, you've always done it. Please stop it. Her response was to say, well, I'll think think that then, but I won't criticise you then. I'll, I'll still think all those things about you, but I won't say it to you. And I was like, okay. I said, because this is really, really not healthy. You know, you're my mum. We need to, you know, get along. You know, you're in your 70s. You know, we need, I just want to get along with you. She was promised, she promised. And, and it took no time at all to go back to her being difficult. For example, going out for lunch, I'd deliberately have a salad because then she couldn't make a comment about me eating fattening foods but then I reached over and had a couple of chips from my daughter's plate and my mum said she was doing well then for a minute look at her no self-control to my daughter who at the time was 18 I was like right brilliant so then she gets funny because then I will do what I always do which is I retreat I hide I don't know how to deal with it so I keep away then she gets nasty because I don't make any effort so the cycle goes on and on and on and I feel incredibly alone with this. It's it's so difficult to have such a corrosive relationship with her. So fast forward to, as I mentioned, it was my dad's 80th. And I kind of picked myself up by this point about feeling down. And I kind of thought, well, I need to m- m- try and move past it. And I did some stuff to make myself feel better. You know, like having plenty of rest, lots of water, lots of walks to try and kind of reconnect with nature and just feel better about myself. I met up with my mum for lunch. The guy who owned the restaurant came over and we were chatting and I know him. And he was like, oh, you're French? Spoke to my mum about that. And then... He was like, oh, all the French cuisine, amazing. And my mum looks at him and then at me and goes, well, you can tell my daughter likes food, can't you? And I was like, 
are you fucking kidding me? I thought, nope, not going to say anything. We were meant to be going clothes shopping for my dad's 80th birthday. My parents aren't together, by the way, but mum said, you know, she wanted to help me. Now, here is the biggest red flag. If someone is putting you down, if someone is being horrible about your weight, if someone is making you feel shit, do not go clothes shopping with them. (laughs) Do not. But do you know what the truth is? Some attention is better than no attention. I know it's gross. I know it's a very childish thing to say, but I'm just saying it. Because at the time, I kind of thought, because my mum has always worked with in retail and she knows all about clothes, that we could, you know... I wanted that bond there. I wanted her desperately to, you know, approve and to kind of us to find something and me to feel okay. And that was never going to happen. So we go into this clothes shop. We look around. My mum's like, I know what I'm doing. I'll choose the clothes. Again, red flag. Why can't I choose them? Why didn't I say anything? I just stood there while she picked some stuff. And if I did hold something up, she'd go, no, no. She then insisted on coming into the changing room with me and, and was like, I'm with my daughter, we're trying on clothes, kind of marching through the changing rooms. I start to sweat, I start to think, oh my God. So I get unchanged and she looks at me and she goes, what have you done to yourself? I was like, what do you mean? Look at the size of you. So for the record, I am a size 12, a UK size 12. And yes, I'm bigger than I was, but it was such a cruel put down, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. I felt so wretched. Obviously, nothing looked right. Some things didn't fit. And I just felt sick. But do you know what I did? I pretended that everything was fine. Don't ask me why. I just felt so, I felt so vulnerable, so unhappy, but I, I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't say, but we had this conversation, mum, not long ago. You promised me. I, I went home, I cried, drank lots of wine, and I didn't eat for 24 hours. I just couldn't eat anything. And then when I did eat something, I didn't want to eat it. And I thought, this is absolutely, this can't happen. You are too old for this to happen. You're in your 40s. You've got four children. You cannot do this to yourself. So I just had to push it away. But I kept weeping. And for days in my head, just on on a loop... I kept hearing, what have you done to yourself? What have you done to yourself? And it felt like she'd accused me of self-harming or something. That's what it felt like. Of course, when it came to going to my dad's 80th, I felt horrible. I'm not going to lie. Fast forward to Christmas. So only a few weeks later. Mum, my mum's around for Christmas Day. She's taking photos of the children. And I was like, mm, don't take my photo. I'm feeling a bit... And she went, do you know what she said? She said, I had no... I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to take your photo anyway. She didn't take one photo of me on Christmas Day. She took ones of my husband with my children, my children sitting together, but not one of me. And... Bloody hell, did that hurt? 
It really, really hurts. And this is the thing. If you've got a nagging sense of anxiety when you're around someone, if you're, ri- if you're around somebody and they keep making you feel bad, what the fuck are you doing? Get out. Get out. But what do you do when it's your mum? What do you do if it's your husband? What do you do if it's your sister? What if it's someone that you've known all your life? And But something in me has changed. Something in me is like, this isn't cool. Because for years I put up with it. And it... You know, all the put-downs, you know, you're not really anxious, you know, get a grip, you know, you're a mum, pull yourself together. What You know, when I've had cancer scares, um, when I lost my best friend, it's all, I don't want to hear it. Pull yourself together, you know, what do you, you know, just disdain. And I'm angry with her. I kind of want to... And I, you know, when, when my first husband was awful, I could walk away, but it's really, I don't, it's really difficult. So I'm stuck in this cycle of, I don't want to see her. When I do see her, it's difficult. And not so long ago, my son was back from home and we were having a conversation about something with my mum. And the thing is, I have to now gear myself up to see her. I'm no longer under the, oh, it might be nice, or I'm looking forward to it. I have to bloody well put myself together and think, all right, here we go. I know I know to stay away from certain subjects. I don't tell her half the things I do. Um, I don't, t- there are certain things that I, I edit myself constantly to meet her approval. And my son was talking about something, and my mum obviously saw right, this is an opportunity for me to have a go, this is an opportunity to to say something and to make Sophie feel bad. And I just turned around to both of them, because my son's an adult, and I was like, where's the support, where's the understanding? I was shaking, I started crying, it was, I was in public, it was really embarrassing. And my son sort of reached out to me and said, I'm sorry, mum, I, I, you know, I'm sorry I didn't meet, and my mum was just sat there tight-lipped, like, and then when when we parted ways, she was like, well, you know, didn't mean to upset you, but, you know, we've got to get the message across somehow. And I was like, right, okay. And the last time I met up with her, I was late. And I think psychologically, there's a bit of me that just can't cope. I can't cope with it. So I was late. And obviously, that's not going to help things. Then I, I, my mum tells me I haven't got my shit together. She got a free drink from the waitress because I was 15 minutes late because the waitress felt sorry for her. Right, okay, amazing. And the put-downs were there. They're looking me up and down. They're kind of slightly listening, but also just sort of like judging me. I can just, I feel judged. And i got to tell you, it's... I'm I'm a bit stuck if I'm honest because it's like the veil has been completely lifted and and my mum is genuinely people love my mum she's got loads of friends she's funny she's charismatic she's beautiful looking but fucking hell she gives me the hardest time excuse me and I don't deserve it I don't deserve it. And I know I don't deserve it. But it's making me anxious. It makes me feel ill. And I know, and this is the painful thing, 
that I know that really she's not there for me. And that is so hard. But it, I, I can accept that. I can accept that. But being judged by your own mum constantly with your appearance, your personality, you know, stagging off to, the child, to your own children. It's like, who are you? And, and you've always been like this. And why did I not say anything years ago? And now I have spoken up and it's still no better. So I'm kind of in a place where I have to have minimal contact and to protect myself somehow before and to ensure that I don't aggravate her. If this was a relationship, you would call it abusive. If you were with somebody and they were treated you like that, you would get the hell out. And my mum's in her 70s. It's very difficult. And I, I, I feel a bit ashamed that I'm in my 40s and I'm still having this situation with, with a, a parent. But it is what it is. But I've kind of got to say that I have strength in knowing that I can step back, that despite everything last year, I got better, that even when you feel really, really bad, you can get better and you will get better. Keep talking to people. And actually, if people make you feel bad, listen to that. I know I'm absolutely in no position to say that to you because of what I'm going through at the moment. And and I... I'm at a bit of a loss, I'm not going to lie about it all. But I just want to say that if please don't go through relationships and go through your life with people that make you feel bad. And I'm going to try and find a way to deal with it better and I will come back to you at time, another time, and hopefully I'll have more answers. But for now, I just wanted to talk about relationships not serving you and how it can affect your mental health. But weirdly... I'm okay. It's not brilliant, but it is what it is. And to be honest, it's what I've always known. So, but I would like it to be different. I get sad. I see parents that have mothers that have wonderful relationships with their daughters, and I am full on jealous. I'm not going to lie. And I would dearly love it to be different, but it's not going to change. So, With that, I'm going to leave it there, guys, but I just wanted to reach out and chat to you about something important. Speak to you soon. Take care.